God's greatest miracles often come from what people consider insignificant sources. That's why you can't let the world ever define your significance because the world celebrates all the wrong stuff. All the wrong stuff. We find significance in status. We find significance sometimes in, we even call it our significant other. Okay? But this is an announcement. You don't need any other to be significant. I'm not against the term. I'm not against the term. But you don't have to be a Duchess of Sussex to be significant. No, not not to be significant in the eyes of God. If significance was predicated on marital status, Jesus was insignificant. He was never married. Neither was Paul. But the world celebrates all the wrong stuff. And so we wait for significance to be assigned by something outside of God. But I am not significant because somebody recognized me as significant. I am significant because of someone who died for me, who created me, and who lives in me. This is significant. And if people appreciate me, that's wonderful. But if they never recognize me, I'm still significant. There's a word for somebody. If I got a date, great. If I don't, I'm still significant. If I get the job, wonderful. If I don't, I'm still significant. If you like me, good, let's hug it out. But if not, I'm I'm almost done. This is significant. This is significant. It's hard to see the significance of the season you're in. You see it better when you're out of it. That's why it's hard to raise kids. I love being a parent. I joke about it a lot. It's actually my favorite thing that I do. I just play around like it's hard. It's really, for me, it's just super easy. I just, I always know the wisdom and I'm always. Like watching my kids play all these sports. It's kind of hard sometimes because. Now they got so much pressure on us as parents. Maybe this is a suburban thing. I don't know. You got to be at every recital or your kid's going to end up in therapy as a serial killer. <laughs> it's pressure. But I try to get out there. Sometimes it's running around and is this significant? Is this significant? And, and then I, I get... I get caught up in insignificant things and I miss significant things. Like, like the disciples almost missed the miracle that day of the feeding of the 5,000, the one that's in all four Gospels. Maybe that's why they all included it, because they all almost missed it. Because they wanted to send the crowds away. Can I show you something real quick? This is, um, this is Graham. Y'all got it in the back? I didn't use it the other times, but... Yeah, this is Graham pinning a joker. <laughs> it was good. It was a little tournament. That was the championship match of the tournament. It was on a Saturday. Normally I'd be preaching. That particular Saturday I had somebody else preaching for me. Look who he's looking at now. Guess who, guess who he's looking at when he's pinned him. I mean, he just pinned him. The ref just slapped the mat. And he looks up like, what? <laughs> and I like it because, I like it because what he said to me when he came back up, I said, uh, 
Isn't it cool how I wasn't preaching today so I could watch you win this tournament? And what if I had missed it? He said, well, if you had missed it, I probably wouldn't have won it. And I was like, if you never say anything, like just never talk again until you go to college. Let's end on that note. The same thing, I, I, you could take it down, although I, I'd be happy to put it on Instagram for you. Instagram. Anyway. It's, it's hard to know sometimes. You don't always get to see the, the gold medal. They don't hand out a gold medal. In fact, when it says that the disciples did not understand about the loaves, they were amazed because, show the verse again, verse 52. This verse got my attention. Really, this is my, my whole message because it says they were amazed when he got in the boat and the winds died. Because they had not understood about the loaves. It just happened. It was, it was the thing that happened right before the storm. It had just happened. It wasn't years later and they forgot. It had just happened. You know how God provides for you? And then you go into a different test and you forget the lesson because it's a different test. And God provided for you in a bigger way back there. But now you're struggling with a little thing here. And you trip over an insignificant thing when God has already done the most significant thing. Which is to save your soul. They understood about the loaves on one level physically. They ate. They understood about the loaves on one level. The crowds were fed. But what they didn't understand is that. Jesus did not feed the multitude so they could know what he did. He fed the multitude so they could know who he was. The lesson of the loaves is not, I am your Burger King, your way right away. The lesson of the loaves is not that you will never be hungry or you will never hurt or you will never wonder or you will never doubt. The lesson of the loaves is, I am the bread of life. I am. It is me. It was me when you were hungry. It was me when you were lonely. It was me when you were depressed. It was me when you were anxious. It was me on the mountaintop. It was me in the valley. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I will fear no evil. He is with me in this moment. It's me. It was me then. And it's me now. It was me that got you through that. It's me that will see you through this. And if I am in the boat, the wind must submit to my word. I am with you. And they didn't get it. They saw the miracle. They experienced the miracle. They're the ones who handed out the bread to the people. Wow. But you can experience a miracle and miss the significance. So God saved you. But what did he save you for? So you could spend the rest of your life carrying the shame he died to take away and nailed to his cross? Is that what he saved you for? 
God saved you, but what did he save you for? So you could live the rest of your life just as selfish as you lived the first part of your life, but with a cross around your neck this time? What did he save you for? You can experience the miracle of salvation, but miss the significance of it. God didn't just save you from, he saved you for a purpose, a mission, a calling. And the miracle was not just that the people were fed. The miracle was not just that they ate bread. The miracle is not just what God does for you. The miracle is that you see who he is. This is beautiful. It is so beautiful that it bears repeating. It bears, bears repeating. And in Mark chapter 8, this miracle is so significant it happens again. One way you can tell when something is important is when it is repeated. So the disciples find themselves in a situation that is very similar. There's a big crowd and there's no food. You know, like last time when you were worried and upset and you didn't think you were going to make it and you made it. And now here you are again and the wind's blowing again and you don't think you're going to make it. But spoiler alert, you will. That's the lesson of the lows. That's the lesson of the... I didn't mean to ruin the movie for you, but at the end of this thing, you're going to be in Bethsaida because if he told you, I'll meet you on the other side, you don't die in the lake in the middle of the night. Come on, church. Has he not shown you? Don't you see it? Don't you hear it? It's the same voice. The same God. And so he feeds the crowd in Mark chapter 8. And the Bible says, Mark 8, 14, the disciples had forgotten to bring bread. Except for one loaf they had with them in the boat. I don't mean to correct the scripture, but there were actually two loaves in the boat. One of them was the bread they could see. Be careful, Jesus warned them. Watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod. He is warning them against the seemingly insignificant compromises that corrode your faith. Watch out, he said. Your words are significant. Your habits are significant. Your friendships are significant. Watch out for that, that yeast. And when he said yeast, they thought about bread. And they discussed this with one another and said, it is because we have no bread. <laughs> they still didn't get it. They saw him do it and they still didn't get that he was it. They're still worried about provision. You're still worried about bills. You're still worried. We're still thinking on the level of what we can see. Jesus, aware of their discussion, asked them a question. Why are you talking about having no bread? Why are you worrying about something that I've already worked out? Why are you doubting something that you've already seen me do so many times before? 